0: Welcome to another inspirational message by Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor at Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Beaumont, Texas. For more information about Church on the Rock and Ron Hammonds Ministries, visit cotr.com. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are so glad that you are here at Church on the Rock. All right, you can get your Bibles or, uh, you know, we'll be going in a moment to John chapter 20. We'll talk a little more about several other scriptures in the Bible. So right now, let's pray and let's ask God's grace on us as we join together on this resurrection day. Father, Lord, it was great desire, Lord, that we ask that you would cause this word to go out, Lord, into all the world. And God, that it would touch homes and hearts, Lord. That it would meet needs and that, God, that you would, Lord, lead people to discover how good you are and the plan you have for their life. And that, God, that you would rain down your presence, your power, Lord, and your glory upon the earth, Lord. Heal the sick, sir, and, Lord, deliver us from this horrible virus, God, and all its ill effects. Bless our nation, Lord, and the world through our nation with the gospel of Jesus Christ, Lord, and with the other needs they have. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, today we're going to begin our resurrection message with a story that happened 4,000 years ago. 4,000 years ago, there was a man named Abraham. He was 135 years old at this particular time. Abraham had a promise from God. God had promised Abraham that he was going to have a son with his wife Sarah. And so in the process of time, that son was born. When that son was approximately 35 years old, maybe 33, 34, 35, God spoke to Abraham and said, Abraham, I want you to take your son and I want you to walk north and I want you to stop at a place that I'm going to show you and I want you to sacrifice your son to me. The Bible gives no indication that Abraham had anything but faith. I have seen the movie, the portrayal of this that Hollywood shows and you know with Abraham beating the rock and screaming out to God and wrestling with God, there's no indication in the Bible that there was anything but faith. In fact, Hebrews chapter 11 tells us in verse 17, 18 and 19 that Abraham had faith that When God had promised him that he would be a father of many nations, that just because God had asked him to make a sacrifice in no way discounted or destroyed the promise of God, it's the same thing that we see in our lives. If God has given you a promise or given our nation a promise or this generation a promise, just because we go through or experience some trouble, tragedy, or even death does not mean that the promise is not secure. That's the message of resurrection. You see, in Abraham's situation, he walked three days northward until God spoke to him and said, It's this mountain. And Abraham and Isaac, his son, walked up that mountain together. Isaac carried the wood up the same mountain that today Jerusalem sits on that mountain. Specifically as well on on this mountain, the northern high part of this mountain is Mount Calvary, Golgotha, the place of the skull. It's in that place that Abraham built an altar And there he bound his son, Isaac. His son was 35 by this time, give or take a year or two. And Abraham was 100 years older than his son, Isaac. Isaac did not make a fuss. He wasn't sure what was going on. He had already asked his father a question about the sacrifice. But now his father was binding him. It seems as though that Isaac trusted his father and followed his father's will. And there as Abraham laid Isaac on an altar and lifted the knife ready to sacrifice because he trusted God, a voice from heaven spoke to Abraham. And the voice said, Abraham, do not harm the child. Seeing that you have not withheld your son, your only son from me, I am going to bless you. And there God found a ram, a substitute sacrifice. Abraham saw this ram caught in a thicket by his horns, such a picture of what would happen 2,000 years later, now 2,000 years ago. There Abraham sacrificed this ram to God. You know, now, as we look back on the story of Jesus, three major events we find in the word of god one major event is the birth of jesus a second major event is the death of jesus and the third major event is the resurrection of christ this is a pattern we saw it in abraham and isaac's life there was the birth of the promise then As Abraham was ready to sacrifice Isaac, the Bible said that he had already, Hebrews 11, he had already received Isaac raised from the dead. For all practical purposes, Isaac was dead to Abraham. Why? Because Isaac had been sacrificed in Abraham's heart. That means that Abraham had surrendered himself to God. He was not in a place where he was so afraid that God could not protect the promise. He was in a place of faith, the Bible says. Faith that the God who had promised him was also able to perform and not even death could destroy the promise. That's what Jesus found out as well. It's the story of Jesus. The birth of Jesus, the death of Jesus, and the resurrection of Jesus. Well, 2,000 years ago... On Resurrection Day, on that first Easter Sunday morning, the Bible says that early in the morning, you can read this from John chapter 20, early in the morning, Mary Magdalene, she went to the tomb. She was looking for an opportunity to take care of the body of Christ. What a picture! You know, today and throughout history, women have been taking care of the body of Christ, even when men perhaps, you know, were were um, doing something else that you know may be important and had special places in the plan of God. Yet it's often those praying, seeking, tender-hearted, wonderful women—those women that understand and have experienced the blessing of God in their life. None more blessed than Mary Magdalene. Out of of whom Jesus had cast seven devils. She loved him so much. She served him with all of her life. And there, even at the risk of being arrested, because the disciples, these men, these 11 men that were left... The Bible says that they were locked up that day for fear of the Jews. But Mary Magdalene was out early. She was looking for a way that she could still serve Jesus. Even in the midst of her broken heart. Even in the midst of her dead dream. Even in the midst of the moment when she had to wonder like everyone else. What is this that I have believed? Have I believed something? You No, she didn't wonder. She knew in whom she had believed and she knew in her heart that he was able to keep that which she had committed unto him against that day. She had given her life to Christ and she was not about to stop at this obstacle, at this trouble, at this particular what looked like an impasse. She trusted Jesus beyond the death of her dream. She believed his word. And there that morning in the garden as she looked for him, she did not know what had happened. She imagined that perhaps someone had moved his body. But she continued to seek. She was not put off because she was confused. She was not put off because it might be hard. She continued to seek and that morning she found him. She found Jesus in that garden that morning. And he called her by name, Mary, he said. And she called him teacher, master. And he told her, go and tell my disciples. Go and tell them that I am alive. She became the very first evangelist that Easter Sunday morning. Isn't that an encouragement? What an encouragement to us. We can also be of that same heart today. Perhaps you have realized as we've been going through this message that the pattern of Abraham and Isaac, you know, the birth of a dream, the death of a dream, uh, the the sacrifice, the surrender, the giving it to God, something that God has promised you. Uh, If God has given you a promise, you still cannot hold on to it so tight that you no longer trust God with it. You have to surrender even your Isaacs to God. And as you do, God is responsible to watch over. And even if he has to resurrect your dream from the dead, he is able. That's what he did with Jesus Christ on that morning. You see, there was the birth of Jesus. What a significant event. The promise fulfilled. Then the death of Jesus. But Mary Magdalene and later that same resurrection day, those 11 disciples, 10 of them, minus Thomas, he wasn't there that week. They are going to find out as well that death cannot stop the promise of God. You know, a bad experience, a confusing moment, a hurdle in life, trouble, trauma, tragedy, confusion, Fear cannot stop the promise of God. That's what the resurrection message is all about. And that evening after Mary had gone and told them and and they had run to the garden and come back, they were still perplexed. They didn't know what was going on and they were still locked up for fear of the Jews. The Bible says that that evening Jesus came into their midst. He walked through a locked door. You know, listen, Jesus loves you so much that you're unable, you will not be able and neither will your family and friends be able to lock him out. Jesus is reaching the world today all over the world, Jesus is reaching through locked doors and closed hearts and closed minds. He's introducing himself to people all over the world today. Why? Because this is the season. This is the resurrection season. And in this day, our world, in this temporary situation, our world expected that we had a right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That our businesses would be okay. And we were safe and secure in our homes and with our friendships. And going to church and all of the other things that we have been enjoying with reasonable security. All of the sudden, it seems like there has come a death to those things. But don't stop trusting God. I want to thank all of you who, like Mary, have been taking care of the body of Christ. You've been pressing through the trouble, pressing through the danger. Pressing through the potential death. To help minister to people in the name of Jesus, thank each one of you first responders, thank all of you who have been working you know and, and stocking the shelves and, and and meeting the needs and making food and, and, and medical supplies available. Thank each one of you who have been putting your life on the line to help people in need, our government and indeed people all over the world, our missionaries thank you. Thank you for reaching out and pressing through the potential harm to your own life to minister to the body of Christ in the name of Jesus. To do your best to do your best. To not let fear grip you. To not live in torment and worry even though you may not know what's going on. Nonetheless, you've been faithful to continue serving the one to whom you pledged your life. To the Jesus that did so much for you. You have continued to serve him. Thank you. Thank you on behalf of Jesus. Because this tragedy does not spell death for the dream. Our nation, your family, your business, your job. We are in a time of increase. What the devil meant for harm, God will turn for good. There is more money being released into the United States than ever before. Flooding the markets. We are supporting our missionaries. Better things are ahead. Greater things are ahead for what the devil meant for harm. And when the enemy comes in, like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Don't you know it shocked the devil? He thought he had won. He thought he had everybody right where he wanted them in the grip of fear because of the death of the dream. He thought he had these 11 disciples in a place where he could torment them for the rest of their life. He even imagined he had Jesus locked up in the grave. But on that Easter Sunday morning, (laughs) listen there came a surprise. Jesus, having gone into the bowels of the earth and stood toe-to-toe with him who had the power over death, you know, it was a plan of God. It was a trick. God legally tricked the devil. God had to find a way, and he and Jesus planned it before the foundation of the world. God and Jesus found this way to get him into a sinner's hell. He who knew no sin became sin. So that I might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He became sin. He took upon himself the sins of the world so that he would have legal entrance into hell. And there as the Son of God clothed with sin, he stood in the bowels of the earth face to face with him who had power over death. And the Bible says that Jesus made a show of the devil openly. He triumphed over him in it and he defeated him and he took from him the keys of death and hell and he led captivity captive. And on that morning, that glorious morning, Jesus was raised victorious over sin, death, hell and the grave. And he declared, I have the keys of death and of hell. Whoa. What a powerful day. And that's the day we're living in. Jesus Christ, born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, died in atoning death, was raised from the grave. Today he is alive. And as he showed himself alive that first Easter Sunday evening, walking into those disciples, he said, "Here, look at my hands, look at my feet. It's me. I am alive." John would later write, late in his life, about these stories that Jesus told them. Listen to what John wrote in John chapter 20 at the end of that day. He said, And truly, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. That's what John wants. That's what Jesus wants. He wants you to believe. And you will have life. What kind of life? Not just this temporary life. This temporary life is tested. But the life he's talking about, if you believe, is eternal life. Let me tell you two great truths today. The first great truth is that death does not spell defeat for the believer. Death does not destroy the dream. Death is not the end of the dream. There's the birth of a dream, and then we surrender it to God. But just because we encounter tragedy, trial, trouble, turmoil, or death, it does not mean the end for the dream. You see, God has a plan for your life, and His plan is out of this world. He loves you. He has a plan for your life. The first great truth, death does not stop the dream. The second great truth is that you can have eternal life this morning through Jesus Christ. If you will believe in Jesus, the resurrected Son of God, and call upon His name today, He will save your soul right now. Pray with me right now. Ask Jesus to come into your heart and realize that when we surrender our dream to Him, it's in good hands. He is a resurrected Lord and the power of resurrection can dwell in you as well. Let's pray. Father... In the name of the risen Savior, our Lord and King Jesus. Lord, I pray today that every person that would call upon your name right now, every person that will believe and receive you into their life and simply say, Jesus, come into my heart, come into my life, be my Savior. Every one of those, Lord, will be born again. Be saved in the name of Jesus. And thank you, God, that we're not only saved, but that we are safe as well. May God bless you. May God's grace be with you in the name of Jesus. Happy Resurrection Day. Don't let anything destroy the dream God has given you.